0: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Robert, how are you? Great to join you. Tell me about Friday night on Washington Week in Review. It's all Beltway reporters, and the Beltway is convulsing like I've never seen it before. I actually have never seen this before, Bob. And you're very young, but did anyone on your panel say, oh, just another weekend in D.C.?
2: Well, I was in Washington over the weekend. The part of the story of Washington is it's sad because of the pandemic. Uh, I've lived downtown for seven years in Washington, D.C., and so many businesses have shut or at least temporarily closed down because of the pandemic. Uh, most of the activity uh, in terms of protests is really concentrated – In one specific stretch, which is between Adams Morgan and U Street and then down to Black Lives Matter Plaza. The rest of the city is very, very quiet. um, And, as I said, more sad than anything because it locks the the usual amount of tourists. Um, And the the real hub is Black Lives Matter Plaza right by the White House. But the rest of it's not there's not much going on.
0: Let's talk about that area, because when you say it, I saw DuPont Circle got hit yesterday or two days ago. DuPont up to Calorama, down to Adams Morgan, over to the U Street Corridor. Just give a guess off the top of your head, Bob. How many restaurants are in that area?
2: There are many restaurants. A couple hundred? In particular, hundreds of
0: restaurants. Hundreds. And so I keep thinking when I see this, that's hundreds of small businesses that are being harmed by this mob. And I don't think they care. I I mean, who's going to go to dinner if you're going to be assaulted by a mob?
2: The videos about the the diners that was Adams Morgan. That's kind of like a hipster area. Um, it's 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 kind of above the U Street corridor in DC. It's up on a hill. Um, it's a, it's a very it's a popular place to go out to eat.
0: It's, yeah, it's, I eat yeah, I eat there a lot. Yeah, I eat there a lot. But I just I just think of the it's hundreds of restaurants. I don't even know how many clubs anymore. Dupont Circle always had a clubby atmosphere. But i I just my heart breaks for these people they're 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 just getting open again because of the virus, and then all of a sudden they're shut down i've just never seen and I've seen demonstrations heck I've marched with the the kids in the March for your life in in the spring uh of last year, and everything is usually orderly you yeah, I mean the inauguration they had like twenty people uh the the women came in the next day is completely orderly i've never seen a disorderly demonstration in D.C. before. It's just new to me. And I've been living here off and on since 1982. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: it's interesting, though, because as someone who lives downtown, you really get a sense that um, the city, Black Lives Matter Plaza went quiet for months. Um, it was only really in recent weeks that it's become another kind of gathering place, especially with the march in Washington uh, last Friday. You had a lot more people in the city. But there were there was a a stretch in the summer and spring where it was, you would go to Black Lives Matter Plaza at night and there would be five people there. Uh, these
0: things seem to come in waves. Now, now tell me what um, you think generally based on your reporting. I give my opinion and you stick to the facts. Do you expect it will be continuing uh, episodic violence across the country or in the fall? I am hopeful that cooler weather brings cooler heads.
2: I mean, so much of this is driven by the shooting of black men by police. So whenever there's an episode and it's hot outside and people are frustrated with the pandemic, it seems to lead to um, problems in the street. And uh, Portland nationwide. is not that.
0: Portland is 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 very different from that. Uh, Portland is the revolutionary consciousness motive running into right-wing nuts. And in Texas, it's it's progs versus... Uh, Right wingers, I I just hope that it fades. Usually, football helps it fade, but we don't have football this year.
2: I know, and no, no football is it's, it's it's something that politicians I cover are very frustrated about. They worry in both parties about turnout, about the country's spirit without football. I mean, they just incumbents in both parties are worried that if you don't have football, the whole country is going to get in a funk.
0: Yeah, you know, I watched my uh, my high school. Uh, Warren Kennedy was on a, a live stream, a little bit of a live stream, so I could catch a couple of plays. And the stadium was empty. Now, Warren Mollenkopf Stadium is where the city has gathered Friday and Saturday night forever. And I just can't imagine a community. This is really politics. Seeing that replicate all over the country, where you don't get the communities together for the band and the booster stacks and the parking lots with the cops off duty. It's really a ritual. Uh, that we have not ever not had
2: that's true the only city that maybe doesn't seem too down about it is washington dc because of uh, our football team and its its experiences in recent recent years yeah well, uh, it's,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> it's so different from philly and cleveland isn't it um so robert my my question is were your panelists upbeat or Shell shocked. How, how would you describe your Washington Week in Review panel this week? Off air, not on air. Off air. The, the panel is
2: people are going about their business. I mean, this is more. It's not shocked because this is pandemic atmosphere. This is, people have been working from home, and a lot of reporters are not really down at the plaza. I mean, I live downtown, so I, I walk by Black Lives Matter plaza. But the thing is, it's, I'm learning about these protests myself just anecdotally. It's so much about is it, the night. I mean, I was at Black Lives Matter Plaza because I was walking down K Street to Georgetown uh, from, from where the Washington Post is. And even on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, very quiet. Um, Friday they have the march, but Saturday, it's really at night when people kind of convene. That's, the, city, the thing is, the city's empty. Not a lot of people are eating downtown. That's why I guess the biggest threat to D.C. Um, in terms of commerce is when the, the marchers walk up to the U Street corridor, which is Adams Morgan, and Logan Circle, these different neighborhoods where you have different kind of trendy restaurants. Um, and that's where you've seen some of these YouTube videos.
0: Yeah, I confess, I don't know if D.C. has a restaurant tax. I don't know. I know they have a hotel tax. And. I know that they count on the Congress to make up the deficit, but New York City doesn't get that. These cities are going to be flat on their backs. Uh, so now to the reporting to Congress, the the cities and the states need a, a relief package. And Mitch wants McConnell wants uh, liability reform. Some people want some defense spending, other things. What is the status of phase four, Robert Costa?
2: I've had some conversations over the weekend where I'm not so sure it's going to happen in any big way before the election. Speaker Pelosi seems to have this line in the sand. And you got Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, a conservative, and Mitch McConnell, the majority leader, pretty simpatico. They're not always working together on everything, but they don't want to cave into Pelosi, and they don't want to just start giving the Democrats billions and billions on all these different issues. And... It, they're not feeling total pressure yet with some of these schools reopening to start providing all of this direct aid to states. So at this point, unless the Democrats start giving a little bit, I, I could see a deal not happening. I mean the talks are are pretty much dead and the thing that's not stirring any pressure is you got the lawmakers out in their districts rather than back in Washington and for now they're, they're getting some pressure uh, but the, the biggest pressure I'm told maybe to do another round of checks more than anything to just help people in need versus giving direct aid to states.
0: Yeah, you know, Bob, the, uh, the interesting thing, and it's a, it's a big issue is that states are in a crisis. Uh, California, which has been closed for basically three months. You know, I run the Nixon library. We haven't had a dollar of revenue in three months and we're fine. We have an endowment, right? We can shutter and, and survive. But I think of the businesses, um, as some of them are thriving, like uh, uh, there's a sponsor of the show, Solaire, the best hot grill.com. and best hot grill is selling grills because they sell over the over the Internet. But the the retail sector, all the restaurants, that's all revenue to the state, as well as jobs to individuals. And and if they don't get open soon. It, it's almost impossible to see California recovering from this. I don't know if, if New York is in the same position. New York City is certainly in a dire position uh, did you read that about New York New Yorkers fleeing the city this morning? I did.
2: I saw that, and uh, I mean, this is this pandemic is going to change everything, and the violence and the the activism that has unsettled some people. It's only going to fuel people to go to the suburbs. That's why this is really this is some, law and order. Is the thing to watch right now is can President Trump really use law and order as a way to win? come back in the polls and how does the Biden campaign handle this because joe joe biden you watch clips of him over the years he's mr law and order himself the 94 crime bill every bill he's he says that's ever been in the senate on crime has had a biden name on it so how does he handle this moment it's it's quite a test
0: it is quite a test any doubt in your mind we're going to have three debates
2: no doubt in my mind they both need them
0: Uh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Robert Costa, host of Washington Week in Review. He might be one of the guys you see moderating a debate, one of the few people that actually would probably be uh, trusted by both sides to do that. We will watch and see. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.
1: This is Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Both the Democratic and Republican national conventions have ended, and Election Day is coming quickly. Here's what we know about the fall campaign. It will feature a true contrast in ideas and ideology. Joe Biden has made clear that he believes in a dramatically more powerful federal government that will play a bigger role in everything from health care to energy policy. The power with Democrats today doesn't lie with moderate leaders who want incremental change. No, it's with far-left progressives like Bernie Sanders who are looking to transform America. You don't have to agree with everything Donald Trump says and does to recognize that his vision is very different. He wants a freer America, one where Washington gets out of our way. Trump's policies will work to boost our economy, make health care more affordable, and give citizens, not government, more power to make the decisions that are best for them. The choice this November is clear. Now it's up to us to make our voices heard. I'm Lon Hee Chen. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, impacting policy decisions today, preparing public leaders for tomorrow.